0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start.
1: Goblins is holding on. Cut
0: Flory for Goblins. But it is all heart style, Rico. And he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in.
1: Green light is on for the Green Light On podcast.
0: Well, there is absolutely no doubt this is the biggest night, the biggest podcast of the year as we count down to the Sportsbet Melbourne Cup at Sandown Park in Melbourne this Saturday night. And i tell you what, we've had around about 86 podcasts to date. None, nowhere near as big as this one, let me tell you. I, I don't know where to start. We're, we're all coming together on Zoom. It's the biggest Zoom meeting that I've ever been a part of. I'm going to start with uh, the original co-host, Jason Adams. Uh, hello to you, mate. Thanks for joining me. And mate, this is, this is Christmas time.
2: This is Christmas time, mate. Looking around uh, the Zoom meeting here, it looks like an elite type of boardroom, but you're right. It's It's a special week. It's a special occasion. i tell you what, I'm that sick of interest rates at the moment, Jim. I thought I'd need to bump up the value of my house somehow. I thought I'd bring this home, this somewhere, maybe, maybe in front of the dining table and um, we'll do it that way. But no, great to be part of the podcast. yet again, mate, good crowd. And, Good to see you not doing the show from the uh, the Smokers' Lounge at Costello's in Pakenham as well.
0: I'm sure everyone's heard about that already, but I, I had no idea where you were going when you were talking interest rates and inflation and everything, but I'm glad you had the Melbourne Cup trophy yeah, for those tuning in. Uh, that's something Stump Jumper has been after for some time. I speak of Daniel Hibbert, the voice of the Melbourne Cup, and Daniel with us once again, brother.
3: Hello,
0: Jones.
1: Yes, uh, back home from, uh, from Bendigo, and, uh, yeah, really looking forward to... Um, Actually having my first Thursday off in about seven months, so it's actually going to be nice to not get on the highway and uh, might do a bit more form after tonight as well for Saturday night. Exciting times for uh, for you, Dan Boy. but what
0: about uh, the next man that we've got in? Uh, a man who's trimmed a little bit of facial hair this week to look a bit sharper for the Melbourne Cup. It is you, Smithy. How are you, brother?
3: Going very well, mate. I tell you what, this is green light on Mensa edition. This is just an absolute brains trust, and it's a pleasure to be here. Hopefully, we'll find plenty of winners and we'll smash all records, listening records for the Green Light on podcast, the greatest podcast in the world.
0: Well, we've gone to the next level. The man who's got the most lethal haircut in greyhound racing. His name's Mitchy Bayer. He's he's part of the team now at Sportsbet. He's on the podcast. How are you, Mitchell?
4: I'm very well, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me. And, yes, I uh, wouldn't say this is a haircut. I've been meaning to go and get one. This is beanie hair. But, uh, no, nah, a pleasure to be on. And I'll tell you what, if this show uh, keeps growing as much as uh, the views were on Racing.com the other day when Corey Smith was pounding down some food near the buffet, oh, it's a Smithy. weird all-time hit.
2: I love this.
0: I tell you, it wasn't the only one. It wasn't the only one. I don't know if you guys saw Paul Bella. He was hoeing into donuts. And I, I saw Anthony has a party halfway through the night. And he reckons his phone was going off its chops because of of Paulie hoeing in some donuts. I must say, lads, I was lucky. I, I snuck up about halfway through the night. I had... Uh, the, the buffet was extraordinary. It was uh, street food last week. I'm not sure what it's going to be this week. But uh, I was hoeing into donuts, M&Ms. Um, I think I had some onion rings and some chips. So it was a bit of a weird match. Jace, just quickly on that. Mate, if you do want to get to Sandown Park for the Melbourne Cup,
2: it's not too late? No, nah, never too late. General admission, $10. Let's not forget that. So if you want to uh, pre-book, you can jump online and, and do it that way or turn up at the gate and uh, hand over the green notes and, and get in and enjoy the best night of the year at, at Sandown Park. And um, dining is at capacity, so don't worry about that. I think one term to put it is, Jim, is the buffet was used and abused last week. So back to the, the table service.
0: Yeah, I think it was used and abused by half the team here. Uh, you said the green note to get in. That, that'd be 100. <laughs> Are you trying to pocket some of that, Jace? Be I a said blue the blue
2: note, didn't I? <laughs>
0: Run of the week. Let's get this show back on the right path. Run of the week from last week. And Paddy wants pats. I've made him the run of the week. He's drawn awkwardly in the Melbourne Cup this Saturday night, but I thought his win was nothing short of sensational last week. Here he is.
1: Racing! Well, she's fast. Was fair. Good speed out from Chic, but Patty's gonna lead easily. Patty wants Pats. Won the start. Won the race of the lead. Wow, well, she's fast. as checked to the rear. Patty's out by five. Second of all was Zipping Lopez. On its outside was Chic. Deeper then was Valabale. Behind them was Panadero Warrior. Then Black Sail. Wow, well, she's fast as last. But Patty! Patty wants Pats as eight in front. Trying hard was Zipping Lopez. But Patty's gonna get all the Pats tonight. Patty wants Pats win second home. L30, was Zipping Lopez ahead of I reckon Black
0: Connections Siles. would have been absolutely chuffed with that. Plenty of pats for Patty uh, Saturday night until the box draw. They would have been very, very disappointed because, interestingly enough, team, we'll start with you, Dan. Uh, it's not the first time that uh, the Bravos have drawn the the toughest draw in a Melbourne Cup. Uh, striker Light, the mother of Patty Wants Pats, I believe, jumped from box eight in her Melbourne Cup. So... It's probably the hardest draw to win from. In saying that, Dinah Villa was able to win the Melbourne Cup from Box Eight a few years ago.
1: It isn't the greatest draw for Paddy, but he's uh, he's in the zone at the moment. So if he can jump uh, and you know match it into that first turn, he might be able to you know carve his way over. He's just racing so with such confidence at the moment that you know you wouldn't put him put it past him to be able mm. to win from Box Eight. It doesn't do him any favours. Let's be let's be frank, but. If he's uh, if he jumps well, he could certainly put himself in the picture.
0: There's no doubt there's a little bit of a lack of pace in this Melbourne Cup, and we'll touch on that in just a moment. Saturday's preview. Well, the biggest Saturday night preview in the history of the Green Light on Premier Racing Podcast. Let's tear this one to shreds, lads. We'll start with race number one, the first event, sports bet BS Responsibly. Uh, Mitchie's going to give us a market update straight off the top. Mitchie, uh, who's the fave here in the first?
4: Uh, the favourite Jim is number one. Who told Shorty at two dollars fifty, just slightly uh, over a run of greyhounds. Uh, Fernando's quest in the seven and Red Reactor at the eight at both at six dollars. But your favourite, pretty short, two fifty. Who told Shorty?
0: Only what of the fave? He gave us a bit more than that. But that's all right. Who told Shorty, Jace, So that's who I'm with, mate. I think his run was enormous, chasing Zippy Tesla last week.
2: Yeah, he can run those two ways about. I think it's dangerous taking one like him. He doesn't have a lot of, a lot of pace at those sort of short odds, but he's a beast. He's been stitched up by the box draw. The red's got to help him here, Smithy, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I think so. I think it's it's his race to lose. I know he's short, and it's not the price that you you'd probably be looking for, as you said with the uh, greyhound. That's not super quick early, but I'm with him. What about you, Daniel Hibbert? Um
1: it's a tricky race. He's probably, he was good last week. He was really good. He gets back to that inside draw, which is certainly going to help him. Uh, I might sort of steer into a bit of value and have multi-mat each way, number two.
0: Well, multi-mat for Matty Field who'd be tuning into the podcast. Uh, race number two, Vic Bredmate and series final. I get the feeling, gents, that we're going to potentially have a bit of a star come out of this series. As to which one it might be, we'll have to wait and see. But there's always a good one through this Vic Bread series. I'm tipping the 2 succeed. seed. Mitchie, is, is that where the market's swaying to number two on top?
4: Yeah, it is the favourite, Jim. $2.30 currently, and uh, it was a nice run last time now.
0: Jason?
2: Yeah, I mean, how can you really have firm thoughts about it, a maiden final? I'm just going to go with the man of the moment, Daryl Holmes, number four, Pepita.
3: I'm going with you as well, Patrick. I think it sets them up with a nice start to the night, and uh, fingers crossed they go well in the Melbourne Cup as well.
1: I think Succeed's the best of the, this group. I reckon if Fiorano had have made the final, it would have made it certainly a bit more interesting. But Succeed was a dollar twenty in its in the in its heat. Uh, and then you've got $4.30 about it winning the semi-final. I think it, from box two, it's uh, going to be really hard to beat.
0: Maybe just back Fiorano tomorrow at the uh, the Meadows could be my advice for you there. Uh, Daniel Boy racing uh, in an early race on Friday night, that is. Uh, race number three, Super Vic Ray's final. I've tipped race book order here. One, two, three, four. I know it's a rare occurrence that we see them go all the way through, but I think Shadow Wright's drawn to win. Is the market going that way as well? Uh, Mitchell Obea from Sportsbet.
4: Yeah, the market's uh been well pretty popular in this one. Uh two twenty two thirty-five into a dollar ninety. Uh, this is a top quality race and I'm with the two, Jim. Benalla Bandit, I reckon it'll camp on the red and run it down.
2: Yeah, top race. This is the inside four runners hold the card to the the whole thing. I think Benalla bandit for me, very important. He gets in front of the red shadow right early.
3: Yeah, look, this is a really tough race. It's a star might like, come out of the previous race, Jim, but uh, I think I think it, we, we can guarantee a couple of stars coming out of this one. I'm going with Team Greeno and uh, try to catch up at a decent price. So each way for me all day. Loves
0: back. the Greenos. He loves the Greenos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm thinking Shadow Riot was really good last week in that 29-27. I thought Silk was just as uh, good and then came out and won at Warrigal uh last night so certainly in uh in really good form but i think from the inside shadow right's the one to beat
0: provincial plate race for mitch who's favorite here this is a hard one to try and sort out and i think deep wits is probably the dog to beat potentially but the price might be too skinny
4: uh deep wits is your favorite off box eight at three dollars ten then you got a couple of greyhounds on the second line at four dollars eighty but uh deep wits for Kayla Cottrell is your favorite now i thought uh, the three metres missile is an absolute rocket. It's good each way, values
0: at 11. Well named if you think it's a rocket. It's a missile. Uh, on with number one, Orson Lee. I think the one's the, the value in the race. The eight's the dog to beat, in my opinion here, Jace.
2: A difficult race every year to match up because he got sort of performances from uh, a handful of, of tracks. I went deep wits. Des Douch has been pumping up his tyres for ages. So if he gets a clear run, I think we'll see the best of him.
3: I'm also with Deep widths. So I think he's probably short enough, but uh, I think he's going to be really hard to beat, and what's a really, really tough race to match up for lines. That's
1: Yeah, an impossible race for me to sort of put a, a put a, a a top tip in. I think Stealth each way might be a a, a bit of a value play, but it's a really strong race. Race five, Mitch.
0: Cup night stayers over the the staying 7.15. I think Zarbell's probably a bit unlucky not to have been in the bold trees. So I'd be expecting he'd be favoured here with Mpunga Ruby.
4: Uh, Mpunga Ruby slightly... Holding favouritism $2.80, Zabell $3.00 and there's been a bit of money around for the one Osprey Storm at three eighty. but I think Bell was awfully unlucky last week mm. and can uh, go a couple better this week. Just, and
0: win. just needs that little bit of luck early because I spoke to Adam Smithson, he was he was a bit deflated after the run of uh, Bell last week, obviously stopped in his tracks early and uh, hit the line well and I think even passed a Greyhound after coming to a halt in that, that first 100 metres and he sort of said to me <laughs> as we walked back to the kennel, I hope... That's the bad luck, and vice grip gets the good luck, and and maybe that's the way it played out. But I'm keen on Bell I, I just think Mapunga Ruby was maybe just a, t- a just a, a touch flat last week, and second up uh, over the staying trip after that long time off. She she could go one of two ways, and she is the star of the field. But I'm, I'm going to go with Zarbell. Eileen Thomas uh, owns the Greyhound from Tassie. She's a, a ripping lady, and uh, good luck to uh, to Eileen and Ian and, and Adam, who's going to have potentially a pretty big night at Sandown this week, Jace.
2: Fingers crossed uh, for his sake he does. I think this is on class at least a two-dog race. I've gone with Zabell because I think at the moment he can run a faster time than what Mapunga Ruby
3: can. I hate tipping against Mapunga Ruby myself, but Zabell I think is in really, really good form. I know the numerical form, fourth and a seventh, but that's in the top gun stays. And then super unlucky. We're very, very lucky not to go down. I think Zabell on top and while I'm a little bit worried about Mapunga Ruby, I think Zabell's in some serious
1: form. I think Mpunga Ruby can bounce back. I think uh, she was really good in that Top Gun Stairs. Just, uh, you know, didn't quite run it out last week. I think she might be a bit fitter. I think she's the one to beat.
0: Race six, Cup Night Sprint, uh, a great race in its own right. Group three, 25,000 to the winner. And I, I love these one-off races because they draw a, an outstanding field and then they can really develop a, a, an intense support card for the, the feature group ones. Uh, Kelsey Bale, I'm tipping here number six on top, but there's a lot of chances in this one, Mitch. I reckon the team at Sportsbet might have spent a bit of extra time on this one to try and get the market right.
4: Yeah, this is a Swindon sort of market here, Jim. Your favourite Kelsey Bale at 390. But I tell you what, there's been flux left, right and centre. Uh, it is, as I said, your favourite three ninety. Then you get Kazai at four twenty, and even Mpunga Mustangs had some support off box one at four fifty. I'm reckon- with the two though, Vader Bar each way. I think it can lead them up.
0: Yeah, probably will lead, should lead. Do, do you reckon? There's, if, if you did the form at Swindon, you could make money because I think it's fair to say, gents, there's value on every single race. It's four to one the field, and there's only six in there.
4: Yeah, Corey Smith got a. Uh, he's got an opinion on that. Five and six rule the other runners out.
2: Yeah, but so maybe we can get the handicapper at Swindon to come over and do our grading. I think that might be an option.
0: <laughs> well,
4: they're definitely
0: close fields, that's for sure. Uh let's get back to Sandown now. Race number seven. Did I get the stump jumpers tip there? I've lost a no. bit of momentum. No,
1: you missed me, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Kazir. I thought he was brilliant last week and uh he's uh he's racing really well. I think he can win. You're going to skip me as well,
3: mate. No, I'll throw in photo, man. You won from this draw in the top gun. This isn't a top gun while it's a quality field. I think you can get across. There's plenty of speed in it. Uh, but if you can map just outside, it'll be really hard to beat touch.
2: Yeah, Kasai for me, I mean, this is mayhem. When you look at it from a map point, if you've got Vader Bale's going to, Cause plenty from the inside, but I think Kasai has got that sort of 5 O's pace that you need and, and won't do anything silly from the draw, in my opinion.
0: So, John Dillon, Memorial Race Number 7. I'll get better at hosting for this one, and I'll get back to our order that we pre-planned before we kicked off. Uh, Mitch, Jarek Bale, just a, a superstar. Dookie Devil, very, very good record here, and uh, over the 600 metres has been going really well. What, what, What is the market doing in a race like this? Are they with the old stage of Jarek?
4: They are with Jarek Bell, two ninety into two fifty off box one. Uh, Dookie Devil is held firm at $5.50, uh, five dollars 50 5 dollars for Aston Velvet. Considering uh, the last few runs, I think uh, probably should be a tad shorter. And then great guys at six fifty. But I think Jarek Bell is pretty hard to go past there and uh, off box one two fifty seems quite a nice price.
0: Two fifty, nice price, Jase. So you're getting on the the old stager who's won eight races from box number one.
2: Is a chance to win the race, no two ways about that, too short for me when you look at the dogs on his outside. So I thought the value sat with Dukey Devil, as you said, good record at the track and he's just a bit of a six hundred metre pro, like the other two are.
3: Yeah. I think I've got to lean towards Jarek, but price related I'm definitely keener on Dookie Devil. We've spoken at length on this podcast about that trial before the Hume and He's a super dog. While Jarek had an unbelievable tune up at Ballarat, I think uh I think it's Dookie's time to, to stamp his authority as the best uh, middle distance dog in Australia at the moment.
1: I think the devil will win. I think he's uh this is this, he loves his this trip. Four starts, two wins, two thirds. Uh if he gets to the front before on the first corner he's gonna be mighty hard to beat. Race eight, first of the big group one.
0: Sports bet Bowl Trees, mitchell Bay, take it away, mate. With the uh, the market here, who's favourite? Uh, go through one to eight. Give us it all. Give us everything you've got.
4: All right. Uh, box one stagger out. Lee gone from uh, eight last week to one this week. Six dollars out to six fifty. Untapped. Uh, open at four dollars and has not moved. Quarter is nineteen dollars out to twenty. Uh, Lakeview Patsy, $20. Corborne Magic on the uh, seven-day backup, this time after a two-day backup, 350 Golden Quest, $26. Amani Bell, the outsider at 31s, and the favourite, Box 8, Moraine Susie. Awfully hard to go past last week, 41-33, and should get all the favours from the uh, box. Sure, you would have thought. Mm,
0: who are you tipping, Mitch? Is there a winner in there? Yeah, the 8. Yeah, I agree. I, mate. Hot I She's she's developed into an elite stayer, like an elite elite stayer. Forty-one thirty-three last time. She probably doesn't always begin that well, but if she can begin even half as good as she did last week, I've been saying for a while she's a better sand down dog than the meadows, and she won the top gun. So we can't do more than that. Uh, I'm keen enough on uh, on her to get the job done here. Box number eight, over to you, Jace.
2: Yeah, I'm happy to take her on. I just can't see her settling in a sort of spot that she was in last week, and while that's happening, I think Untapped can really put them to the sword. Uh, she was so good, uh, sort of not exactly beginning that well, but after that she was so good and even passed it when he posted the first time. She had clearly the fastest split. So hoping she be, can begin
3: well and, and break their hearts early. I've got Corborne Magic mapping in a really nice spot with the speed and the two and the four. So Corborne Magic on top of me, as Mitch said, off the seven-day break
1: rather than the two-day that it mm. come last week. I picked Moraine Susie to win. I think she's just, as James has just said, Absolutely flying. She's three for the three over this trip, but I agree with Jason. Just not quite a hundred percent sure where she's going to settle. I do think. I do think the most certain thing is that Untap's going to be the one that's going to be out in front. But I pick Susie, but I reckon Untap's going to be mighty hard to toss as well. All
0: I want in the sports bet showdown, which is going to be a great match race, is the on top selection. I'm going Amron Boy, Jason,
2: Amron Boy,
0: Smithy. Yeah, I'm with, I'm with Amron Boy as well. Stump jump up. Oh, she's fast.
4: Oh, I tell you what, uh, I'm with uh, no, I'm with uh, Amron
0: boy. Oh, I thought you were going to say where wow, she's fast. So four out of five oh, going Amron young. boy. He's about a buck eighty as well. Let's take a look at the Melbourne Cup. We'll spear through this one. Uh, amazing race, a million dollars in prize money, six hundred and fifty thousand dollars to the winner. All I want from you on this one, Mitchy, is the winner and the favourite. Who is that? And is it the same dog?
4: Uh, the winner is not the favourite. The winner for me is number five, Fernando Mick, at around wow. $7.50. And your favourite is the one, Plaintiff, $2.45.
0: I did not see that coming. On with Plaintiff. I think he'll make his own luck from the red. Jace, who wins this amazing Melbourne Cup?
2: Yeah, I didn't want to overcomplicate it, I thought. Dog with speed, well drawn, into Thompson camp, who's chasing their fifth Melbourne Cup. Plaintiff deserves to be favourite and I think the one to be.
3: Smithy? Uh, look, every time I look at this race, I just keep coming back to Bob is he's, he's an absolute professional. He he's just eats up these high-pressure races. He's been phenomenal since he went over to WA and, and into the Smithson camp. Plain if is just a little bit too short for me. If it was $3, I'm probably more more inclined to back him. But uh, with with some of the pace in this race, particularly from Paddy Wants Pats, who I need to apologise to the Bravos because I'm on uh, Paddy at 31s from a few months ago, so that means that he's probably got no chance.
1: I was asked at the, uh, the Bendigo Cup and a, for a long-range tip, and my long-range tip was El Dorado, and Ooh. I'm going to stick with that. I think El Dorado is a good edge way of the Cup, i it just if he's close enough into that first turn, I think he's going to be really hard to beat. I think he's racing extremely well.
4: Was he at the time, Dan?
1: No, I didn't take it. I just said it. I just said it on air. I wish I had taken it taken.
0: <laughs> what about the last two? Let's let's power through these. Toon Gabby Lodge, my best bet of the night. Valor Bale in race eleven, drawn box two. Top tip from all of you gents.
2: Valor Bale, I think Jungle Panther gives him a bit of a room, hmm. so I'm with you, Jim.
3: Yeah, I think I think
0: the one and the two will be the ones that are hard to beat and with the, a bit of a leaning towards Val or Valo. Corey
1: loves the Spanish, miss. Who are
4: you with, then? Val or or win. I'm with the red Spanish, miss. I uh, said a few weeks ago, if this dog draws the inside with the early speed, it's going to be awfully hard to beat, and I think the box draw has done it a bit of favours. Race
0: 12, last event, sports bet green ticks. Uh, a lot of sports bet happening uh, on Melbourne Cup night. I'm with Ruffiano. He'll need some luck, but he's got a big motor when he gets it right here, Jason.
2: Yeah, he does. He can certainly get home. And with Ride the Thunder, I thought, a couple of months ago, he was a legitimate Melbourne Cup chance. Hasn't played out that way, but still a good dog. And I think he can overcome a wide
3: draw. Yeah, I'm with you, Patch. I'm pretty keen on Ride the Thunder in the last. And uh, that should just top us up nicely before we have uh, a couple of frothies after the last tomorrow or Sunday. Yes, so
1: yeah. mm-hmm. We're all cheering for Ride the Thunder then, which will hopefully mean we'll have plenty of cash at the end of the night. I think Ride the Thunder will win the last two.
4: No, I'm not cheering with Ride the Thunder. I'm with uh, Jimmy Boy Ruffiano, one of my all time favourites. And I think he's got a box to uh, win from in the last on the card.
0: We'll be drinking the beers, Mitchie. Don't worry about that. Hunters Punting Club. Very quickly, gents, the Punters Punting Club. I'll have 25 each way. Valor Bale, Jace, your $50 spend on Melbourne Cup night?
2: Uh, we'll go $30 on Plaintiff and then $20 on the Devil, Dookie Devil and the John Dillon.
3: Smithy? Uh, I am going to have 25 on Corbin Magic and I'm going to have 25 on Vice Grip. I'm going to
1: go into the two big ones. I'm going to keep it simple $25 each way on Eldorado in the cup. The Mitchie boy.
4: You're backing him at the shorts now, Dan. I like it. <laughs> uh, I'm, having, uh, I'm having 25 the win on Ferocious Katie in race one and I'll have 25 the win on Fernando Mick in the cup.
0: Green light on. Remy Racing quiz time. We've got time constraints, so we've got four minutes to do the quiz. So question number one, just give me your name, and that is your buzzer. Question one, 2020, who won the Melbourne Cup? Jason. Corey. Jason.
2: Hard story, go.
0: Correct. (laughs) Part two of the question, what time and was it a track record?
3: Corey. Jason. Corey. 28, 91, and yes, Yes,
0: so one to Smithy, one to Jason. Question number three, uh, who was the last to win a Melbourne Cup from box number eight? Jason.
2: Corey. Jason.
0: Donna Villa, correct. Is, Two to is Jason. My
4: buzzer, is my buzzer not working?
0: No, no, it is. It's just you're slow. You're too slow. That's what <laughs> it is. Oh.
4: Uh, something
0: wrong on the internet in that area, Mitch. Just a whole lot of sooking, I think. Uh, who was the fastest heat winner through to this year's Melbourne Cup? Daniel.
1: Mitch. It's Daniel. Eldorado.
0: Hey, his favourite dog, Eldorado. I tell you what, if, if Eldorado hits the front down the back, what are you going to say if Eldorado hits the front? Can you give us a little demo? No,
1: I haven't. I got asked this this morning, actually, so I've got to have a think about... Some lines. I've got to think about a line for sort of all eight of them just in case they all sort of uh, get their chance to win. So I'm sure I'll come up with I something. I reckon
2: I've got it. Some...
1: And Dan will be going, I'm a genius. You heard me at Bendigo.
4: I'm a genius. <laughs> I, I picked this. <laughs> I, I <peck> did this. <laughs> I tip this thing
0: at 71s. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon, come on, Dan. Give us the last five metres. El Dorado wins the Melbourne Cup. Give us something.
1: And El Dorado is going to get his hands on the Cup. Eldorado goes five over Paddy Pat Paximbi, Tesla. And then plaintiff Titan blazer lies Grip Yachi Bale and Fernando Mick was
0: oh, last. Beautifully done, mate. I love I love I love yeah. the fact he goes through all the, the whole finishing order. Last question on the quiz. Uh, Jason's leading at this point in time by one, so anyone can sort of still win it in a way, not really, but which Greyhound in this Melbourne Cup has the most prize money to their name? Corey. Corey. Oh, grip Oh, it's a draw. Between Jason and Corey, so Hibbard's out, Abaya's out. This is the last question between you two. What,
3: what... buzzer wasn't working?
0: Come on, mate. We what? Go. Uh, what? <laughs> what amount of prize money does Vice Group have beside his name? Oh, Corey, closest to between just... you two, give us the closest two. Is it five
3: hundred and thirty thousand?
0: Jason, what's your guess? Six
2: hundred and
0: ten. The uh, the winner of the Melbourne Cup quiz is Corey Smith. Congratulations. Hey, gents, great fun having that? you all on. Um, good luck with the Melbourne Cup and, and happy punting for, for this year. And, and, yeah, hopefully you can all back a winner somehow.
2: Yeah, cheers, Jim. If you want to see Mitch Abeyra in his finest form as well, make sure you'll be watching Joel Fletcher killing it after the last on Cup 9. Uh,
3: I'll tell you what, we're going to have plenty of fun. Let's, uh, let's crack in on Saturday night and make sure everyone gets out there.
5: Inside Info.
3: First key player ahead of Melbourne Cup
0: night uh, with a runner in the Group 1 Bold Trees is Brendan Purcell and he's on the line. Uh, he's told me that he's actually lying in bed, so that is commitment to the podcast. Brendan, welcome mate, how are you?
6: Yeah, how you going James?
0: I'm going well. Uh, tell the listeners uh, the reason why you're in bed. The TV's blown up in the
6: land room, so you thought you'd uh, you'd hit the hay early tonight. Yeah, no, it blew up yesterday, so we've got another one coming tomorrow. But um, I'm sitting out in the land room and I thought... This is stupid so I'll go to bed and watch TV right,
0: that's it mate uh, you may as well uh, get the rest in and uh, get primed up for a big big night Saturday night uh, you've had a an amazing year this year uh, what, what do you put that down to mate uh, you've obviously got a couple of nice dogs in the kennel but uh, you've, you've just really taken the, the next step as a greyhound trainer in the last 12 months or so
6: yeah oh, I think it's just the dogs I mean a lot of luck and um yeah, it's the dogs that'll um sort of win you those races, isn't it? You d- you do the same with the um slower ones as what you do with the faster ones, but the faster ones seem to come through for you. So,
0: well, mate, uh, you've won a million-dollar chase, uh, a Top Gun Stayers. It's it's been extraordinary uh, over the last couple of months, and and come this this week, I guess you. You're chasing a bold trees on, on one of the biggest nights of the year. We'll start with uh, the first of your three runners, who told Shorty, who I've marked as one of the better bets of the night in race number one. I, I thought, Brendan, his run last week in the heat of the Melbourne Cup was enormous, and if you actually put the the line on him and Zippy Tesla early in the race, he pretty much tracks him the whole way and, and doesn't lose any ground on him whatsoever.
6: Yeah, no, look, the dog's been going good for a lot. Oh, 10 or 12 runs, he just keeps drawing off the track, and he's, he's a bad railer, and um, like I've just been saying every time if he can draw a box, he'll just win, and look, he's got his chance on um, Saturday night, drawn one, just hopefully makes the best of that box, which he normally does. He, he sits on the rail good, so um, I think he ran home. I was, I was seen there the other night in 10.38, um, so he's going to be storming up the straight wherever he is, so should should be winning.
0: Yeah, I think he's a, he's a massive chance. Uh, race four, awesome Lee. This is a, an interesting runner because I watched the, uh, the win at Geelong last time and talk about a, a turn of pace, and then five starts ago jumped from box one at Geelong and went 6.50 to the first split, would, which would probably lead just about any race, went 25.83. So I get the feeling that, uh, that this boy, who's a bit of a recent acquisition to the kennel, isn't he? Uh, he he's, he's on the improve, that's for sure.
6: Yeah, I've probably had him six weeks. He's, that was my first start for him the other day. He's got a few habit, bad habits. Um, he wants to get off the track a bit sometimes and um, still trying to work out, I think, the actual circle racing because he's done most of it on a U-turn. Um, and he can miss the start. He's a bit hit and miss there too. But, um, yeah, Geelong, I, look, I was pretty impressed with him. I mean, he's only had a few box to boxes. That was his first 500 for three months or something. Um, So, no, no, I thought he went went well there. And, look, he's got got a good box. They might better hold him in if he does try to get off and he might push through. And if he can, um, yeah, it'd be a good race to um, sort of finish up there. eh?
0: Well, the first two look massive chances. The next one looks uh, an enormous chance to win you another Group 1. You've become a bit of a master at the stayers as well uh, over the last few years. But, Moraine Susie, this... This Greyham, we, we spoke a little bit about her on the podcast earlier in the show, and, and she's just gone to that level now that I think it is just elite. Um, the, the win in the Top Gun stay, as I thought, was enormous. And then to come out and do what she did last week, beginning quicker, 41-33, Brendan, around Sandown. That is uh, just about as an elite a performance as you can get around headquarters in Melbourne. So it must just pump the tyres up and give you a lot of confidence going into this Bold Trees final.
6: Yeah, no doubt. Look, I think um, I think I've got the best dog on the race. I've just got to be. She's just got to be able to a, um, sort of get around that box eight somehow. You know, um, there's a bit of speed in that, so hopefully, I'm really hoping the six can really jump out quick. And I think she'll head the seven and the five off, and then she might be able to come across with that and it sort of tightens. It's just that first corner not to get speared off. You know, um, yeah. So, but I think if she can be anywhere near them, um, yeah, like she'll be storming home. Well mate, her her form
0: coming in I don't think could be any bigger, any better. So we wish you well in the the Bold Trees. To put you under pressure, which would you rate as the best of the three chances? I, I feel like just listening it might even be who told Shorty with the red in race number one.
6: Yeah, I would say yeah, just for the box, um from the box, you know, but um if I was having a bet, that's who I'd be backing, yes.
0: Mate, a lot of people are going to be sitting here going Brendan Pur Sally's had this you know incredible rise to the top in the in the last 12 months what like I know you said it's to the dogs and, and they're they're faster dogs but if you were to to try and help a young person out or a person who's getting involved in racing what would what would be the advice that you'd you'd give them is it just to to stick at it be consistent be patient what what would you give as advice to get somebody to to become the trainer that you've become in the last year or so
6: well I think you've got to um You've got to get around people that um, do go good. Like, I mean, Robbie Robbie Britton's been a great mentor to me, um, and he's always pushed into me routine, 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 So, and then and that's what we do. Like, we just do the same thing day in, day out, Um, get up at the same time, let the dogs out at the same time and try and keep them as happy as we can and just so they know that um, when we're coming to let them out, they know what time we're actually coming before we do. So, um, yeah, I think that's a big thing and just feed well and get your – your dog fit, um, yeah, and then I, the dog should do the talking. I'd say.
0: At what point in your training career did you think, you know, I'm actually really good at this, and I guess got that self belief to go, I, I can be a, a great trainer in this game.
6: Oh, I, I think um, I mean, since I've been here um, with Robbie, has really helped me seeing his good dogs and how he does it, and um, just just knowing if you stick to to what you sort of know, you and you and the dogs do come along. You're going to get the good results, and um, like there's a lot of downtimes in, in sporters, as everyone knows. Like back in January to about uh, March, April, May, or something, I was going terrible, you know, I eating the paper off the walls more or less. And <laughs> then all of a sudden, it can just turn around, you know. So um, yeah, and, and you just got to stick at it, and um, yeah. And, It'll come
0: right. Well, mate, it's been a great insight. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast, and, and we'll be cheering for you with Maureen Susie to uh, to add another Bold Trees. Was it the Bold Trees you won a couple of years ago, or the Sandown no, sand Cup? Sandown sand It was down the Sandown Cup, wasn't it? It Was from a yeah. wide draw? Eight, yeah. Well, I thought so. There's, there's something in that. I reckon there's something in that, mate. Good luck ahead of uh, Saturday night. We wish you well. Yeah, thank you. Inside Info. Inside info number two for the Melbourne Cup edition on the Greenlight on Premier Racing podcast and we're looking for the favourite in the Melbourne Cup, drawn the cherry and a man who enjoys box number one is the handler and I'm going to say the leader of the pack down there at the Thompson family, Lukey Thompson. He's on the road at Terrelgan as he chats to us now.
5: Luke, how are you, mate? Yeah, doing well, James. Thanks for having me on. A hey, Absolute pleasure. Thankful
0: to have you on as part of the uh, the family here on the Greenlight on Premier Racing Podcast. Uh, Tarelgan tonight got the job done with Unleashed Kalinda. He's a favourite of mine, and I think even on the Melbourne Cup coverage, I, I got a little mention of Unleashed Kalinda in, but uh, he's an excitement machine before we talk about the Melbourne Cup.
5: Oh, he, he definitely is. He, he's just his turn of foot is – it's unbelievable. It's up there with, I think, the best in the country when he – can get clear rank and that first hundred meters he just lets rip and um at the moment he's, he's just in the groove i think that's four in a row now tonight and just doing everything right
0: looks a, looks a real excitement machine on the up uh, speaking of excitement machines last saturday night I, I think the leader of the kennel i think you could say now plaintiff went around in a heat of the melbourne cup and we we spoke to you after the race and uh it was just an enormous win. He probably had no right to win because he is, I think fair to say, an out and out front running type, and yet in a Melbourne Cup heat, which is probably the hardest race just about of any race to win, he did it coming from behind. Can you can you explain that run last week?
5: Oh, it was just it was just massive for him. He's never really been in a position where he's had to come off the speed and try and push up underneath dogs to find the front and hold him off later unbelievable this run he was held off of the corner by Kazira, and he probably put a length and a half off him and I thought up at the back if he can hold on for a replacing he'll do he'll do well doing that but um once he pushed underneath Kazira, and he he got that margin he just he just showed his will to win it's um it's unbelievable how he was able to do it and um we're going into this that day with the right drawer and with the right dog
0: and speaking of that uh, i think we also spoke about the the draw that you'd want in the melbourne cup in the lead up to the box draw and clearly box number one was the the number one preference
5: oh definitely he's his he stats show that and his racing style does as well he, he scrapes the pain once he finds it he's had four stars for four wins and i think every time he's he's jumped he splits are very good from box one i think 642 up at horsham 514 at at sale as well. he's just um he he thrives off the draw and hopefully we can make it five or five on Saturday.
0: Does it give you the confidence the fact that he came from behind, that he's he's maybe even getting a little bit stronger and therefore he's got that extra string to his bow that if he does lead he, he's a he's a real genuine chance to hold on from there?
5: Yeah, it, it, it was it was very, very pleasing to see him come from behind and run down at the like as I who um most dogs would be hard pressed trying to run him down, give him a couple of lengths and it when he he's shown of late that he's getting stronger and stronger I know his run home times don't suggest it but um he started a couple of, when he um won the prelude I think mean, yeah he ran home in 1084 but it, it was into a headwind we think he can probably get down to around that 1065 mark and with his splits at the back him get down to 1850 and that gets him down to 2915 if he can produce that on Saturday. or take a mighty effort to try and run him down.
0: I reckon if he runs 29-15, mate, I've got no doubt he gets the job done. I think he's clearly, clearly the greyhound to beat. Uh, good luck with him there. I just noticed as well, he, the, the one, I think, sign of a really good dog is the fact that they can win from anywhere. And his last two starts in, you know, top company, he's been able to win from box four. So obviously coming up with box one's a huge plus. But the Thompson family, uh, you've had an incredible run in Melbourne Cups. And this is now... Going for number five, uh, it's it's an amazing achievement to win one Melbourne Cup. Can you believe, as a family, you're you're going for your fifth Melbourne Cup?
5: Oh, not really. Um, yeah, it's just been fantastic the luck we've had in Melbourne Cups. I think if if that, I think it'll be his fourth if he get it done on Saturday. That gets him the outright most in in the history of the race. Um, we just had unbelievable luck with having the right dog at the right time and with the backing of the right owners. Just yeah. We've been able to get it done, yeah, more times than um, any other panel in in the history of the race.
0: It's an extraordinary stat. And and one thing I did say, you've you've probably been a little bit lucky with draws, but uh, it's one thing to get the draw, and then it's a completely different thing to go out and win the Melbourne Cup from that draw, isn't it?
5: Absolutely. Um, there's no guarantees. If you draw box one, that you got to just go out and, like I said, he can run point odd fifteen. It doesn't mean he's going to come out and do it. He, Yes, to get the star ride and hold him out early with the dogs like Paddy wants. Pats will be trying to get across from box eight. You're gonna have dogs like Bryce Group, Archie Bale, CP Tesla sitting in his hammer. He needs to produce that effort, that twenty nine fifteen effort to get the job done.
0: Mate, your involvement in racing, obviously born into the family, uh, racing royalty as we call them, uh, the Thompsons. Uh, was it was it something you always knew that you wanted to do? Obviously your brother Ben's taken off to Queensland as a as a jockey. You've elected to to take up, I guess, the the training ranks as well and you're doing a lot of hard work driving all over the place. You've obviously got a, a real love and a passion for Greyhound racing.
5: Yeah, I do at the moment and at this well, growing up I never really had the plans of taking up the dogs or being involved in it. Um I think we used to always go out and help Dad after school and I tried watch my time and take my time getting out then, have to do the least amount of work as possible and um I used to dread having to get up on the weekends and help dad I, I'd always hope I'd get a sleep in but um once I finished school and I didn't really have an idea of what I wanted to do I always thought uni but um what course was um tough at the time trying to pick one so I thought I'd hold it off and mum and dad said well you need to work or do something in the meanwhile and they they offered me the opportunity to help them out with the dogs, and well, since then, it's just yeah, the rest is history. I've been doing it for uh, about three years now, and loving every minute of it.
0: Is that the the long term dream, mate, to to do it, you know, for the rest of your life as a full time greyhound trainer, and and throw the uni degree in the bin? At,
5: at the moment, I I can't see myself doing anything different. Yeah. Just um, like yeah, just the thrill you get from racing it's it's unbelievable. On Saturday night, I was just that up and about. When, um, when Plaintiff got the job done, and oh, I can't imagine what I'd be like this that day if, if he can do it again in a Melbourne Cup.
0: Well, mate, I don't think there are too many jobs out there that will give you the uh, the excitement and the, uh, the, the, the flurry of emotion of winning a Melbourne Cup. So good luck on, on Saturday night. Thanks heaps for, for coming on the pod. And uh, yeah, Plaintiff, mate, he's a, he's a massive chance to win, and we're cheering for you.
5: Nah, it's been a pleasure, James. Thank you, thanks for having me on. Well, that is about as big and as in-depth as
0: a podcast can get when it comes to taking a look at the greatest night of greyhound racing that there is. It's Melbourne Cup night this Saturday. Make sure you're a part of the action. Head to the Sandown Greyhounds headquarters in Melbourne to witness history with the running of the 2022 Sportsbet Group 1 Melbourne Cup. It's an amazing support card. Don't miss a moment of the action, punters. Until next time on this podcast, it's safe travelling and happy punning. and let's go plaintiff in the Melbourne Cup.